musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Welcome to this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. One of the things that we are trying to accomplish here in the first six months of the year with these episodes is to align around the user journey that we have been seeing common themes in our channel partner network all over the world. And one of the things that we all know is that e-commerce has now come to the forefront. And what I'm finding is we have channel partners that are just thirsty to learn more about best practices around e-commerce. And then there are business owners that are trying to figure out, you know, I have this e-commerce entity now, how do I really make that thing hum? How do I turn it into a store that, you know, rivals the revenue that I get through my physical doorway? Um, I met Lisa McNabb a couple of years back through some mentorship work that I'm doing on an advisory board that I'm a part of called Cultivator by Conexus Credit Union. And, you know, she's a dynamic founder that has figured out a niche. And uh, we're going to get Lisa on the broadcast this week to explain about her new company called Canbaba. But I have a, a method to my madness because Lisa's company is a Canadian company. So she's going to talk about how Canbaba is solving a problem specifically in the Canadian market. But Lisa has been involved in online sales for over 10 years. And she has worked on a number of the platforms that are out there, including Amazon, Alibaba, Shopify. And she's figured out some of the best practices to really make these organizations generate revenue. And I know a lot of local businesses look at Amazon and say, well, it's a big, bad Amazon. It's a competitor, but maybe there might be a way you could use Amazon and use the firepower that it has to generate sales for your business. Plus, what are best practices that we should be putting into this e-commerce motion that our businesses now have to have? It is an essential thing. Lisa McNabb, the CEO and co-founder of Canbaba, coming up next to educate us on the world of e-commerce, Amazon, Shopify, Costco, Walmart. It's all next on the Conquer Local Podcast. Lisa McNabb, the CEO and co-founder at Canbaba Network. Lisa, good to see you again and uh, have a chat about what you're up to. Yeah, good to see you too. Thanks so much for having me. This is really exciting. Well, it's great to have you join us. Um, Lisa's based in Saskatoon. I'd love to understand a little bit more about your organization and tell the listeners about what Canbaba uh, is all about. Yeah, so I'm the CEO and co-founder. I have another female founder um, with me on the team. And so we're Canada's only wholesaling and dropshipping marketplace. And our goal with this is to unlock Canadian manufacturing through e-commerce to make it much more easier and efficient for business buyers to buy high quality, unsaturated Canadian products for low Canadian dollars. This hasn't actually been done before on this level of the scale. So um, we're kind of groundbreaking here at this point. Well, I and find that an, an interesting value proposition. Could, can we uh, unpack that a little bit so our listeners can understand, um, you know, high quality, unsaturated Canadian products for low Canadian dollars. Um, what, what would be the alternative? Well, if you're familiar with Alibaba, 
Um, they're the third largest e-commerce platform in the world and the number one wholesaling e-commerce platform in the world. They're worth about $54 billion and they supply most of the products for Walmart, which is number two, and Amazon, of course, in number one spot. So, you know, and they have products from all over the world, but of course, mainly they're from China and they have trillions of product listings on there. Guess how many Canadian products are listed on there? I, I uh, bet guess. you it's very small, like, you know, a hundred. <laughs> well, it's a little bit more than that, but it's about 17,000. But when you look through them, a lot of them are missing, broken, or they say they're from Canada, but they're from South Korea or Hanzu or wherever. So, um, and you know, when you scroll down to the bottom of Alibaba's page and you look at the country search on there, you click on Canada's page and it's broken. <laughs> this is how... <laughs> Canada is showing up on the world's largest e-commerce wholesaling platform. For me, it's gut-wrenching because I, I love products. I love Amazon. I love e-commerce. So, you know, there's a huge multi-billion dollar gap here that, that can be a huge advantage for especially people in North America, Canadians and Americans. So that's what we're doing with Canbaba is kind of setting up a Canadian Alibaba, but it's all Canadian owned. It's only for Canadian vendors. And then people from anywhere in the world can have access to these, again, low priced, high quality, unsaturated products. Because most of the products that are on Amazon and on many other e-commerce sites are from America and China, which are totally fine. Like they're, they're winning in the game right now. And Canada is not even in the game. <laughs> so we want to change that. Well, congratulations on finding a niche and an, and an opportunity. It sounds like it's an interesting problem to solve. I was excited <laughs> to have your background. Uh, you know, I was going through your background. I was excited to have you on the show because, you know, we, we know that e-commerce is, you know, it is vital for a business mm -hmm. to be participating in this motion. I think that it, it has been for quite some time. And then you have an event like COVID and, and now, you know, everyone is at the table thinking about e-commerce. You spent over 10 years learning and participating in this online product sale. Um, I'd love to, you know, if we could look at those 10 years and, and get some of your learnings that our audience might be able to take back to their customer base around maybe some of the things that you, you might do differently if you could do them over again. So could we talk about that <laughs> over 10 years you've been learning about this and, and what you've learned when it comes to online yeah. product sales? Well, definitely I would have gotten to Amazon way, way earlier than what I did. Um, but you know, live and learn, right? So my first kind of intro into marketing, merchandising products, I, I worked at the source, which is like Radio Shack. And within about three weeks, I became assistant manager there because I just I just love products. I love electronics, especially. And uh, you know, we would do online sales in the store, and that's kind of how I started kind of my uh, intro to e-commerce, I guess. And then um, I did a bachelor's degree in marketing. And I also did uh, minors in international business. I did four exchanges, Quebec, France, Croatia, and China. And, uh, you know, I was always just looking, like, what are the products in this country? Oh, you know, how are they selling them online different compared to Canada and the U.S.? Um, I did a lot of social media management. I worked for media companies. I sold advertising, <laughs> quite a bit of that. And, um, you know, and then once I finally actually made my first Amazon account in 2013, I was, you know, absolutely mind boggled that a lot of the people, they would put about 10 grand US into Chinese products, have them shipped to an Amazon warehouse somewhere in the States, and then just 
prey basically that they would sell. And a lot of people were making millions on this and it was really good. But for me, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't really feel comfortable with doing this. And, uh, but then I got back into Amazon again in 2017. And then I also did like Shopify drop shipping and all of that. And, you know, it, it can just really open up any door. Um, and the, the big key I found with it was you don't need one or two winning products. You need, you know, a hundred to thousand, um, products that are consistent. They just sell consistently. And there's some really, really cool tools out there that you can just spy on these products with. I really like Helium 10. There's Jungle Scout. There's Egro. I've been using Keepa for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Um, so those are all kind of these cool analytical spying tools where you can see exactly how much that product is selling per month, what the revenue it's generating, um, how many sellers are on that listing. And what's really cool about Amazon and a huge opportunity that most people don't know about is that Amazon rotates between the different sellers on the product listing. So you can have multiple sellers on one product and they're competing against each other, but they all get a chance to sell. And if you have a million people going to that product every month buying <laughs> and so everyone gets a rotation basically. And you know, the little buy box that's mm -hmm. on when you buy something on Amazon, it's called the buy box and you have to win it too. So when you create your own product listing, you don't just automatically get that. You have to earn it. So, and that takes into account with like your reviews, how good of a seller you are, if you're prompt with emails, all that kind of stuff. So it's, that's a really deep discussion, but um, it's really interesting how you can really level up, even though there's a lot of competition on there everyone still has a shot. Well, so, and it's, you know, thank you yeah. for that, because I, I've always <laughs> understand how it worked. And, you know, I think that there's a, there's more of a focus right now on supporting local, but listen, we, you know, we all have the smile on our, on our front step. Let's, you know, we're over here at T-Bone studio. I saw a box out for you have a delivery by the way. Um, but so it, the question is then when we buy something at Amazon, um, this could be, I might've bought something from you if, you were the person mm -hmm. that figured out that there was a demand for that product. So you're using these tools to spy, to see where the demand is. And then you build your own online instance with mm -hmm. hundreds of products where you found there to be demand for that. And then you get a rotation. But I am assuming that there's some sort of an algorithm to make sure that the, uh, that the store is set up properly and the experience is, is proper. Yes, absolutely. And that goes into the BSR. That's the best sellers rank. So Amazon has so many strict rules with, um, especially with like getting reviews, um, being very prompt with uh, your deliveries, with your communication, with so many things. If um, you have a, a lot of products that have very low inventory or no inventory, that's going to affect your ranking. And um, yeah, there's a ton of different stuff that goes into it. We're going to be putting out a lot of videos on Canbaba to help um, give people this type of information to give them that extra edge. And, and going back to like the merchants, you know, 90% of the products that are on Amazon are by individual merchants and businesses like myself. So they only sell maybe 10 or so percent of their actual own products, but majority of people on there are just regular people like us. Well, that, that's an interesting stat because I know that you have the Amazon Essentials products. And when I bought the, the Doggy Doo um, 
essentials, right? The little roll of uh, little bags and you take the dog for a walk. Um, I, I'm assuming, and I hope you can validate this or tell me that I'm, I'm not on the right path, but they, they've identified that there, there's a big market for this. So then they build their own mm-hmm. product and, and they gobble that up. They're kind of watching what's happening. Is that what's going on there? Oh, yeah. They are notorious for cannibalizing listings. And, you know, there's ways to get around that. I When in doubt, bundle <laughs> <laughs> or create something that's unique for you. And again, like with Canadian products, we're really not showing up a whole lot on this on this platform yet. And there's mm-hmm. a ton of products that are stuck in government bureaucracy. They're stuck in like huge, um, like the big five grocery stores here, but there isn't a whole lot of like the actual e-commerce wholesaling in Canada yet. And uh, so again, it's free to sign up to Canbaba. So get in like now, if you want to catch this like next new wave of, of wholesale chain. Um, well, let, let's yeah. talk about that business model because I, I appreciate you educating us and the listeners on the Amazon experience. Um, I, I'm a little embarrassed because I spent a bunch of money there over the last couple of years and really understand <laughs> how the hell that worked. So it's great. Um, now in, when we talk about your vision, like here, here's the other thing, like how does this stuff get shipped? So I make the, I put my stuff on there. I figure out what the, let's say I go through all that. I put all my products on there but it comes in an Amazon box. Like they do all the shipping and everything. Educate us on that as well. So there's two types of fulfillment. And this is where Amazon's really, really won in e-commerce because they've monetized and, and just made the fulfillment process so streamlined. So they have FBA, which is um, on the seller side, that's, it's called FBA. And then on the buyer side, that's what people know as Amazon Prime. So FBA stands for Fulfilled by Amazon. And so what what you do, it's really simple. You send like a caseload or pallet or truckload of your products to an Amazon warehouse. They store it for you. When you get a sale, they ship it out. They take care of returns, customer service, everything like that. After a few months, you can automate that. So whoever your supplier is or if you have a supply chain system, you can just, you know, Amazon will say, oh, your inventory is getting low. Okay, let's reorder. Boom. You can automate your pricing. You can automate your sales. Everything like that is completely automatable. It's it's brilliant how they have it set up. The other fulfillment method is FBM, which is fulfilled by merchant. So that's me shipping out my product from my home or from my business. And what's cool about that is Amazon recently changed it. So FBM merchants, if they can guarantee two-day shipping, they can actually get listed on prime as well and and catch those like amazon prime days and things like that so right it's pretty cool so let's go to um to your brand can baba i mean i'll get it right by the end of the episode um (laughs) and you know we we have these canadian products that you are now going to put in this ecosystem so let's talk about your business model now Mm -hmm. yeah so um again i was just you know buying a ton of products from China, probably 95% or more of my inventory was coming from China. And then when the pandemic broke out, I was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I should be helping these businesses that are closing here, you know? And, and it's, I've talked to a lot of different people in Saskatchewan, you know, we, we aren't 
the farthest advanced <laughs> techie people yet. Um, I'm one of the only people that I found here in Saskatchewan that actually is an Amazon merchant. So for me to explain what it is that I do to people, they kind of scratch their head and look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but um, so, you know, I, I actually, again, by the way, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel your pain. Yeah. So, and it's not a bad thing, you know, and it shows how, how much opportunity there is for growth here. And we have incredible manufacturers, farmers, artisans, producers, distributors here, right here that are untapped. It is, it's just like a brand new market that's like prime, set up, ready, ready to go for this. So um, yeah, with that, like I basically want to try and get as many people as I can into this supply chain because this is the foundation, right? This is where it all starts. And, and where it is right now is it's all coming from China and the U.S. or other countries. But for Canada, let's build up our, our, our foundation and then we can springboard it off from there. And people don't have to use this to go into Amazon. They can use this to get into Walmart, to Costco, to Home Depot, to other major retailers or just other supply chain uh, brick and mortar stores. Um, so, again, like this has so many avenues out of it and it's really just setting up the system for it because the system isn't hasn't been created yet well you know congratulations because i'll tell you as a, as a serial entrepreneur and uh, having a lot of empathy for serial entrepreneurs it, it really is the lifeblood of of any economy or people who are developing new products and services and and uh, mm -hmm. giving them the ability to get to market. The drop shipping thing scares me. Um, it, it just, you know, fulfillment uh, is always a challenge. It doesn't matter what it is that you are delivering to a customer, fulfilling it. H how are you crossing that bridge? Because it, it is, it's a massive bridge to cross to make it easy. Yeah. Drop shipping's its own kind of beast, you know. I really like it because you can start and you don't have to have a whole lot of investment to start with it. And, um, you know, depending on which channel you use for it and how you have it set up, that's, that's the key. That's the make or break point there. And it, and again, with Canada drop shipping was almost non-existent or, um, for me, I had to order all my drop shipping products from China and it would take like two to three weeks or more to get shipped over here. Um, Whereas in the States, there's a ton of drop shipping warehouses, but they will not ship over the Canadian border. And I think now they are starting to, but it's just, it's crazy how we're so close to them. <laughs> and, but our, again, our fulfillment, our supply chain um, logistics are not totally there yet. So again, um, you know, drop shipping, I don't even know the number of it, but it's definitely in the millions, possibly in the billions now for just drop shipping in the U.S. So for Canada, there's a huge open market to that. I know like um, there's e-shippers out in Ontario that does do fulfillment. They have an Amazon warehouse and then they also have a, a warehouse for everything else. So there are some things that are just getting started here. They're like little buds, you know, just ready to bloom. So for anyone, no matter where you are in the world, Canada, US, anywhere else, um, this is a massive opportunity to, to get in on. I'm, uh, I'm over here on the, uh, 
cold pressed hemp seed oil, which apparently is going to help me with my receding hairline. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just toggling through the product, $12.50 Canadian for our American listeners. That's like about 50 cents American. Um, in fact, it's, <laughs> it's double to ship it than it is to buy it. Now I'm looking through the pictures, There's some really good pictures here. I'm wondering if you could give us some advice with your, you know, more than 10 years experience in, in the e-commerce space on, you know, how good do these photos need to be? What sort of story do they need to tell as I walk through the carousel? Like what's going to make an e-commerce solution that, you know, our, our channel partners are offering to their customers, what's really going to make it pop in your, in your opinion, so that you can, you can get that sale because, you know, just building the store, it could be a billboard in the middle of nowhere. You know, what can you do to really make these products pop? (laughs) That's a, that's a million dollar question right there. Um, there's again, so much that goes into these product listings and it depends on what your end goal is. What's, what's, what channel, what different type of product feeds are you, are, are you planning to go on? So for us here, um, we are just in our beta testing site. So this is super basic. We do have a much bigger vision to end off on. Um, so with these ones, we don't have a whole lot of strict rules yet, but if you do want to get onto, say, Amazon or Costco, Home Depot, those bigger ones, they have way stricter rules. So it's kind of nice. This is an easy way in for people to start. Um, with Amazon, though, we always try to, um, you know, get the pure white background, make sure it's an optimized listing, so it has like the five main features, benefit point, a fully optimized product listing title have all of the information there that is necessary, like the product dimensions, the weight, there's, you know, the product weight versus the shipping weight, the um, shipping dimensions as well, any legal disclaimers or things like that. If it's wholesaling and drop shipping or one or the other, or if it's a white label product that anyone can put um, their label on, you know all about that, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there's so much that goes into this. And again, we'll we'll be putting out a lot of great content to, to educate people on how to improve their product listings, like give them that edge over their competitor and really make them stand out. Well, we, we appreciate that insight. And I, I think that, you know, it's interesting when I'm on your site and I'm looking at some of these products there, th- this is the manufacturer that, that has set that I'm looking here at the, at the hemp cold pressed uh, oil. Um, and what they're looking to do is, is to access these markets, find other sellers that would sell those products. But you know, the, the insights you're giving us on, um, what I'm, what I'm finding is if you look at what we do when we buy on an Amazon or on a Costco or a Walmart or a Home Depot, um, there's a lot of research that goes into this and I'm seeing e-commerce stores being built online where it's just the product and a price. And I'm like, it, it seems like there's something missing there to get yeah. that, to get that experience. <laughs> so, um, you know, what, what you've opened my eyes to, and for our listeners where, you know, I think you might maybe going there as well is go to the, the people who are doing it really well and copy mm-hmm. what they're doing because there's a ton of research that's been, you know, they, they didn't get to saying, oh, we need the product weight and the shipping weight. They didn't do that just on a lark. They did it because they were analyzing the hell out of it and they figured out that it wasn't getting the traction. So they continued to iterate on the product um, and, and, and get the, get the, uh, the outcome that they were looking for. So I love the, the comment you made off the top. It depends upon what, what your outcome is as mm-hmm. to how you structure that. Um, you know, we have this story that we've been telling. It's not a story. It's based on data that e-commerce grew more in about 
120 days than it grew in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go through some of the stats because they're really mind-blowing with Amazon. Um, I think it was about a year or two ago there at about 400 million or 400 billion. And now, um, and you know, they were growing about 25% year over year. And then with just within like a few months when COVID broke out, they grew about 38%. So now they're worth about 1.7 trillion. And uh, so (laughs) going into like breaking that down, what does that really mean? So can you guess how much they sell every second? Oh, I could make a wild guess. Let's say <laughs> um, guess. like a billion dollars a second. <laughs> uh, maybe not, maybe it's not a little much. wild. Maybe. Okay, there. You <laughs> yeah, asked for wild. wild. <laughs> oh, um, so they're about five grand a second. Wow. Just under five grand. Every minute they sell about 283,000. So quarter over a quarter of a million dollars every minute. Every hour they average about 17 million US dollars. That's about 408 million every day and it's it's just continuously growing this huge monster giant that's like growing 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 well and and as a local retailer that's who you're competing with and you're compete not just Mm -hmm. competing with that you know that massive growth curve and the brand really what you're competing with is the experience the reason why it's growing like that is because of the experience and i've noticed you know i bought some crap on Amazon, I'm not gonna lie, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I found that returning, it was like returning at Costco. Like you could take stuff back from three years ago at Costco. They just take it. They're like, yeah, bring it back. And and I found that Amazon was that way. What you know, we bought some uh, protein powder, and it arrived, and it wasn't what what it it wasn't the image. It wasn't what we were looking for. And they were like, yeah, don't even ship it back. Just keep it. Yeah. Anyways, I you know it you know funny story, but. It, it relates back to the experience. And when you are building your e-commerce experience as a local business, or if you are the channel partner, which is who our audience here is here at the Conquer Local Podcast, the folks that are selling to those local businesses, take some of Lisa's top tips on how to position those products and services inside the e-commerce store. I think some people are like, yeah, I got an e-commerce website. I'm good. It's a constant <laughs> evolution of that experience yeah. to get close to what Amazon or a Costco or a Walmart have online. And, you know, the real challenge that is they got teams of people just thinking up new ways to make that experience better. So you have to, you know, keep looking under the hood and figure out ways and and go to best practices. We really appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast and uh, educating us on uh, e-commerce and what you've been seeing online and all the best with your your new venture. I, I think that you definitely have something here especially for uh, the Canadian marketplace. But I also think that you could teach our listeners a little bit something about being a founder because you and I met um, a period of time back and you've had a couple of different ideas and you've been constantly evolving those ideas. Can we talk a little bit about that founder motion where you're just getting started, you've got an idea, you think there's something there and uh, lo and behold, 24 months later, you've got something different not too far different, but you, you know, you're evolving. Is that something that just happens all the time or are there, are there catalysts that have led to that evolution? I'd love to, I'd love to understand that a little bit more because <laughs> yeah. we, we don't get to talk to too many founders that are, you know, you're just, you're trying to figure out, I think you got something here, but you're trying to figure out how now to make it a, make it something that turns into the next Alibaba. Yeah, exactly. So 
the big thing for me, I did a talk at WESC. It's um, Saskatchewan's women's women in business group here. Uh, it was actually last January, a year ago, pretty much today. Crazy. So, um, and I was talking to a, a big group of people and I just told them about how Amazon works and how you, you know, import Chinese products and you sell them in America and, and in Canada and you can automate it and make lots of money and it's really great. And there's people in the room who are very mad, especially this one lady, you know, and, and bless her, right? You know, she, she gave me such a great idea. It was so important because she was like, I hate this. I hate this method. How dare you, you know, support people from the other side of the world. And I was like, Hey, I didn't set this up. You don't, don't, don't hate the player. <laughs> hate the game, right. Um, so for me that, that stuck with me and I was like, you know, I, I wish it was different. I wish there was something like this in Canada, I, you know, and then pandemic broke out a couple months later. And then my business partner, Fian O'Brien, she messaged a few of us who do e-commerce here in Saskatoon. And she said, how can we help businesses? How can we help the people in our community? And I was like, well, <laughs> there's this huge undertaking, like this crater of a multi-billion dollar gap here. Do you want to do something with it? And yeah, <laughs> so it just like started out kind of simple and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we went through the Cultivator Start program, which was absolutely amazing. Great group of people, lots of great founders here in Saskatchewan. Like the tech industry is really starting to ramp up here too, which is super cool to be a part of. And then we are currently in West's Founders Tables group. It's an all women's founders, uh, like tech founders. There's about 20 of us, which is unbelievable as well. Because there's, I think it's like 8% or something um, of the founders are actually women. <laughs> so pretty unreal in that aspect um, that we have two female founders for this company. So, you know, no, that's it, amazing. It Congratulations. <laughs> ever evolving for sure. No, I, you know, I have a privilege of working with a number of founders through uh, various advisory uh, functions. And, you know, uh, I, I admire it as a serial entrepreneur. Also know how hard it is. Also know that, it, you know, it's very challenging and, uh, and you've got to be, you know, your head on a swivel looking around the corner, mm -hmm. figuring out where the opportunity is. So congratulations on, uh, on the growth that you've had and, and where you're going with this. And I really appreciate you educating us on, uh, on e-commerce and understanding a little bit more, maybe, uh, uh, you know, who we're competing with, if you're a local business person, or maybe there's a way that you could capitalize on that as Absolutely. a local, local business person with your audience. So it, it's, it's great, you know, and I don't even want to go look at the credit card to see what I've spent on Amazon. And I don't even know how the hell it worked. So <laughs> thank you for, I just knew that Bezos was making a lot of money. That's what I knew. Yeah. So, and I have included a free PDF guide for Canbaba and a whole bunch of great little tips of how to get into Amazon, get into Canbaba and really catch this next wave of e-commerce and all the opportunities involved in it. Well, that's great. I know that our, our listeners love free gifts and they love uh, further education. So thanks for that, Lisa. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, I have an old saying. I love it when a plan comes together. I was hoping that having Lisa on the episode would give us some lessons on what she's learned over that 10-year career of selling online. And I, I find that it's interesting. You know, she 
talks in that episode about going to an event and having a local business person basically call her out. How dare you tell us how people are eating our lunch? But, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And I think it might be hard to beat the ecosystem of Amazon. So if there was an opportunity to take unique products and services that you offer in your business and put it out to a worldwide audience, why the hell wouldn't we want to do that? And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate where Lisa went in that episode, right down to the bare bones, this is how it works. And this is why the product descriptions are the way they are. I, you know, I bought something the other day on there and I went right to the dimensions because I, you know, it was something that was fitting in an area of my house. I had to make sure that it was going to fit. Nothing that I wouldn't have done physically in a store, but I find sometimes when I go to an e-commerce store of a local business that, you know, there's a picture of the product and the price and they've forgotten about some of the very important components that go into that research phase of the buyer's journey. So I appreciate Lisa validating some of the things that we've been learning that just having the store billboard in the middle of nowhere, there are things that you need to do inside that online store. And it's a constant iteration to figure out ways that you can improve the experience so you can convert more deals, but also at the same time, how can you, you know, how can you get more eyeballs onto that product or service that you have in your e-commerce motion? And maybe you have a set of products with drop shipping now out of the way because she basically unpacked drop shipping where you can just let, let Amazon do it. So solving some of those big challenges of moving to an e-commerce solution. And you heard it all here this week in this episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. So thanks to Lisa McNabb, CEO and co-founder at the Canbaba Network for joining us this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone. 